we had the, the honor as a church to uh, meet Pastor Aaron De La Borda from Mexico um, about 20 years ago, I, I believe, because he came real close to when Shannon and I got married, and we just celebrated 20 years. He came for a, a missions conference that we had, and immediately our hearts were connected. They were in the process of just uh, building their, their first church building. Since then, we've sent countless people down from the church for missions trips, got to help them do different building projects, sowed a lot of money into the ministries, and now they have... ¿Cuántos obras hay en México ahorita? Okay. There are, are six works, um, six different churches and areas that are under the covering of Texcoco, which is the main church. Um, and he'll probably talk about his cuevas in, in Iztapalapa and, and, and Cuatro Vientos and cuevas. See, and yeah, so there's all these different churches, and they're just continuing to preach the gospel. Even what's happened is some other churches who were struggling came to Pastor Aaron because he's, he's got an apostolic mantle on him as well, and says, will you help us and just take the church? So this is it's, it's just really exciting what's happening there. Um, we'll be going down in July for the pastor's conference. They invited Pastor Jeff and myself to go once again. I'm hoping to take a couple people, possibly Robert, down there for a pastor's conference. So we've linked hearts over the years. Uh, and so they, he gets to come about once a year. Last year when they came, after we, we, uh, they did the message, it was snowing. It was in March, and we went on a zip line ride. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. We took them up to so we, somebody from the, had a connection. Um, Doris's daughter worked at the zip line, and we got to go zip lining in the snow. And so we had a great time last year. But uh, they came up for the cell conference to do some visiting and to, to be with us this morning. And so Pastor Aaron May introduced the rest of the team. He brought his brother, who's also the worship leader, and Angel, one of his elders and leaders. But let's welcome Pastor Aaron de la Borda. And of course, Victor Vasquez is going to be translating for him today. He, he wanted me to mention that uh, under the Texcoco Church, they have uh, 30 cell groups. Good morning. Buenos dias. This is while Pastor Rob was talking. I remember when I first came. Clifford Lawson was the one that brought him here to Big Bear. So he became familiar with this place. And through this meeting, I, I met Pastor Jeff. But we, uh, as human beings, were on, on our way on a journey. And now it's Pastor Rob. But there's one person who is never goes out of style, and that is Jesus Christ. He's the head shepherd. We come and go, but he remains the same forever. There's a lot of people here that I recognize their faces. He says, other people are new to me, and I don't, I don't recognize you. It's a wonderful thing to be able to go to all parts of the world and realize that you have family. He says, we may not ha speak the same language, we may not uh, have the same uh, color of skin or tone, but, uh, but we're, we're family nonetheless. 
y un día estaremos para siempre con el Señor, no tenemos este problema de la barrera del idioma. He says, well, someday we will be with our Lord and we will not have this uh, barrier of the languages. Y estaremos por siempre alabando al que nos amó y compró con su sangre preciosa. And we will be worshiping and loving the one who purchased us with his blood. Thank you, Pastor. Gracias, Pastor. Sí, y ustedes fueron fundamentales, o esta eh, gran oso fue fundamental en el inicio de, de, de Texcoco. Vic Bear is a, is a huge part of the initiation of the work that's being done in Texcoco. He says, uh, we have approximately 20 years uh, under our belt in that ministry, and for the first time I came in 1997 to Big Bear. He says, at that time, uh, we were a very small group, kind of like a cell group, only six people were a part of that ministry. He says, well, right now we have uh, 300 adults plus, you know, children. And so we're called to expand, to grow more and more each day. And so you have a large fundamental uh, uh, part in this whole process. God bless you, bless you abundantly. He says, I'm here with Pastor Ángel. And my brother Eleazar. My, my wife, Noemi, and my entire family send you an effectual uh, greeting. And, and also the churches, Quetzcoco, and all the other works, they send you a cordial hello. Okay, at the end of the service, you're going to be able to watch a video of uh, how the work in Texcoco or in Mexico is, is going on, and you can see. But now it's time to hear the word of God. How many of you know that God speaks? Amen. And that he wants to speak to you? Are you in agreement? It's the Bible says uh, uh, the Lord spoke in past times in many ways and in, and in many forms and in these times, these later times he speaks us through Jesus Christ. And Jesus has a, a word for you as well as for me and we're all going to receive. He says, uh, he's giving me thanks because I'm the person that uh, I'm able to, you know, translate for him whenever he comes out here. And my wife, Elise, thank you. He says, thanks God for Jolene also because she was one of the people that went to Mexico for the first time. Uh, please open your Bibles. First book of Samuel, chapter 25, verse 15 and 16. This is a word that is given um, through the scriptures for me, for you, as, and especially for the males, the men. It 
In, in the book of uh, chapter 16 of uh, Matthew, there's a, a special sermon directed towards us. And remember, at that time, Jesus was in a city called Philippi. And so he asked his disciples a question. He, he made two questions. That he asked them, who do the people say that I am? And so they responded, uh, John the Baptist, uh, Elijah, Jeremiah, or some other prophet. That's what the people say. So then he, became, he gave them a, a more direct question, who do you think I believe? Who, and who do you think I am? And we all know and we are familiar with what Peter said. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. He says, blessed are you, Simon Peter, because uh, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but the Holy Spirit who's in heaven. Because Jesus was interested. He wanted to know what they're thinking of him. That's fundamental. And that's the same here today. He could ask us the same questions today. What do you think, or, or who do you think I am? Or what do you think about me? What opinion do you have of me? The, depending on our response to that question will be where we will spend eternity. Because Paul told the Romans if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Because one believes uh, with their heart into justice but with your mouth you confess unto salvation. Okay, this is all real, real good. Now we're going to change it and, and it's going to be more direct so that it, it, uh, it, it affects you and I. He had been, at this time he'd been with them about three years. They had seen him walk on water, uh, multiply the loaves and fishes, heal the sick, uh, uh, cleanse the lepers, uh, give sight to the blind. Although a lot of people did not accept him as the Messiah, they'd say he's a prophet, he's Jeremiah. He wanted to know what the people that he lived with and that he had fellowship with believed. That, that's what I want to leave with you tonight. What do the people around us think of us? What opinion do they have of us? What does, what does Shannon think of Rob, Pastor Rob? What does, what does Peggy think about Pastor Jeff? What does Elise think of me? What does uh, Naomi uh, think of Pastor? What does Hortensia think of uh, Angel? What does uh, Eleazar's wife, uh, Sofia, think of think of Eleazar? <laughs> Sophie. <laughs> Sofia. <laughs> what does your wife think of you? What does your husband think of you? 
what do your children think of you or what opinion do they have of you? They know you very well, right? And so we're going to see a passage here. And so we'll take it uh, as reference so that we will know. Because sometimes, sometimes we create an image or we give forth an image. But that's not the reality of who we really are. And God has a word for you and for me. First book of Samuel, chapter 25. Uh, verses 15 and 16. The Word of God says, somebody would like to read that passage in English? Okay. This is a beautiful story. It speaks of a, of a marriage. Nabor, Nabor? In English? Nabel? Nabel? Nabel. His wife, Abigail. Uh, Abigail. The Bible speaks very well of who Nabal was. For example, verse 3, and he was a hard man, and he was not a nice person. Well, let's start taking identification. No, we don't want to identify ourselves with him. <laughs> he was hard. And he, he did bad things. Verse, verse uh, 16 afterwards. He was so perverse. Nobody could speak to him. Nobody, he couldn't, they couldn't reason with him. Are we identifying ourselves? Verse 24, 25, excuse me. He was a perverse man. He was insincere. That's who Nabal was. And who says that? The Bible? The, his, his workers, his employees, and his wife. What do the people around the community say about you and I? The people at work? The family? God? What do they say about me? What do they say about you? In Mexico, we have a saying. We see faces. But we don't know the heart. There's a lot of makeup. What is the reality? Here's a God he, who examines our hearts. And he knows exactly who I am. He knows exactly who you are. And in this, in this world after God, nobody knows who I am as well as my wife knows who I am and my children. That's why he asked the question, what does the world say that I am? What do the people say that I am? And, w and you who have lived among me, what, who do you think that I am? Who do you say that I am? We saw the words of the, of the songs, of the praise and worship songs, projected. Imagine that God would project. Brothers and sisters, come on, Big Bear Christian Center, come on. Next Sunday, we're going to project 
exactly who you are. We're going to project it here. How, how you've been in the last month. How many are you going to say amen to that? How many are saying no? You understand? Get my drift? This has a lot to do with me as well as with you. That's why I was telling you. Are you, are you in agreement that God speaks to us? Pay close attention. We knew who Nabal was and who she was. Wow. Abigail was an exceptional woman. To the point of when Nabal, when Nabal died, David, who was the king of Israel, he was, he was a man of actions, a good-looking man. He had the ability to, to, get, to get any woman he wanted. However, he, he, he took, he took uh, Abigail as his wife. Why? Why did, he, why did he choose her? Because she was a, an exceptional woman, a wise woman, very smart. He says that she is a wise woman, this is, and, and she is able to give me wisdom and insight. This is a woman that I want next to me so I, I can guide the nation of Israel. Although I want to emphasize the point of the man, the male, you women, you need to take the part that is corresponding to you. You, you guys are a, a big help. You, you, you complement your husband, your, 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 the man. So take very careful note what the Bible says. Look, look, look at what uh, one of his servants uh, uh, had an opinion of. Uh, Nabal had properties, he had money, he had livestock. And so, so one time he was uh, uh, shearing his sheep. And David... He was, David was fleeing from Saul, but at the same time, he was looking out throughout the countryside. And, and so Nabal uh, protected all the, all the, all the folds. David, David, David. Yeah, David, David took care of all of uh, Nabal's uh, livestock. He, in essence, he was running, fleeing from Saul, but in the process, he was watching over this man's property, so to speak, the shepherds and the, and the flocks. So when they were uh, shearing the sheep, David uh, solicited and he asked, See, they, could you give me some of your flock? You know, and Nabal offended them. He treated, them. he treated them bad. So David, being a man of war, he got, he got angry. He got wrathed. And he, he, got, he armed his men. And he said he's going to wipe out the entire household, including the women. And then one of the servants, verse 15, he gave a testimony of David, what he had done. And so he said to Abigail, be careful, be very careful what's about to happen. And so he begins to tell her the opinion that he had, that servant of David and his men. 
And this is this will be good for us. What do you what do you your wife and your children think of you, brother? Let's take note. This is what the word says. And that man, we identify as males to that man. He has been very kind. How has your husband been with you, sister? What do your children, what opinion do your children have of you, brother? They have been, the Bible says, very good. They, they, are, they weren't in the past. They are not going to be. They are. They are. They weren't in the past. They're not going to be in the future. They are today. When we're courting a woman, we're very careful. We're very attentive. We're very uh, um, <laughs> gentleman-like, uh, friendly, kind, serviceable. And then later, this testimony that the servant gave, they have been, they are, they are very kind to us. Not, not just kind, very kind. How are you? We don't we not necessarily have to be good, but we have to be very good. He says, abundance of kindness. Today, many, very many women suffer. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, households are bankrupt because the men are not, are not fulfilling what God desires of us. Jesus once said, if you love me, keep my commandments. The, the Christian life is not uh, fulfilled in places like this. It's, it's in the context of the family, the home, where God wants us to, to evolve and to manifest his love. You may be a sharp businessman, you could be a prosperous person in, in thousands of things, but if in your home you don't uh, live or, or move adequately from the economy of God, you are a failure. God wants, he, he wants you to, to treat one another adequately, uh, your wife, your husband. I, gotta lo- I have to love what God loves. God loves Naomi. So I, I should love Naomi. You also. We all have to mature at home. We have to grow. One of the things that is lacking in this time, we know, all know that society has fallen apart. This, this country was founded on biblical principles. This country is a country that spread uh, the, the gospel throughout the world. He says, I went to a, to a conference, and now the, the people from Latin America are coming as missionaries to spread the gospel in America. You are the originals that spread the gospel. This country... Uh, 
this, this country is what it is and still is what it is because everything, the foundation was on, on God, the eternal God, but it's falling apart. Why? Because we haven't taken care of the, the fundamental block of our society, the home. Before there was government, schools, hospitals, was the marriage. There can't be good, a good society and a bad home. There can't be a good church and bad homes. The state of the, of the people is the state of the homes. Here, Angel can certify. All, that's the greatest emphasis that he's always emphasizing to the church in, Tes in Texcoco. Your family. Your family. Your family. Jesus said once, Father, the ones that you gave me, I, I've got them. I still have them. And none of them was lost. Jesus didn't have a family like, like yours and mine. But what did Jesus do? He took us to... He took his disciples as though he, they were his children. And he said this. There, there's some things that captivate me. And, and Jesus said this. John 16.3. Since you've given him uh, the, the power to be able so that they can give life, so that they can give, give eternal life. All the ones that you gave me. God has given, has given me as a husband, like a father, as a father, a privilege that he can give life. What life? The life that he gave me. I cannot give what I don't have. Whatever I have, I'll give to you. If I don't have Jesus, if I don't have Christ, I can't give that to my children or to my wife. If you have Christ, then share Christ. Uh, transpire Christ. Transfer Christ. You have to be that kind of person. You have to want to be that kind of person. That's why God gave you that privilege to be the head of your house. The second thing that Jesus gave. This is what the Bible says. 16, 16.8. Because the words that you gave me, I've given them to them. John 16. John. We are receptors and transmitters. God always says this, and Jesus always says this. These words that I give you, they will be in your heart. Put them in your heart, and you will speak of them when you're at home, and when you sit down, when you lay down, and when you get up, and you will put, put them on the doorposts of your house and, and your fences so that your days will be many. You are the fundamental person uh, for the word of God. The, this, this country had huge moments of the word of God, revivals. But now today, nobody wants this, the word of God, the Bible. Uh, every day, our minds are diluted more from the things of God. Uh, more, uh, more, more unbelievers. Jesus said, when the son of man come, will he find faith in the earth? 
that isn't preached anymore. That bothers me. That worries me. That concerns me. God has been good to this nation. In, in your currency, it says, in God we trust. Because that's how you grew as a nation. But that is all falling apart. Where are our children? Mine today are ministering the word of God. God loves us all. He loves you. But what, then one day Jesus said, the ones that you gave me, I saved them. I, and not one of them is lost. How many has God given you? All of us are going to someday give an account. This servant said, these men have been very good to us. Second thing it says, and they, and they never treated us bad. Never treated us bad. How do we treat our wives? How do we treat our children? Uh, uh, sister, how do you react or respond to your husband? We have to reflect on this. Uh, God doesn't know anything. Of a family that uh, puts aside the principles of God. For you and for me, there, there is an order of priorities. God is supreme, number one. Second is the family. Then is the church. And then the world. Is that how your priorities are, he's asking? They ne this man said, they never treated us wrong. Sometimes we in the church, we the males, we the men, we are very gentle and kind to the, to, to the, to the sisters and brothers. And our wives, how do we treat her? Hey, hey. <laughs> wow. They never treated us bad. That's what the Bible says. And when I read this, and he says, God help us. And nothing was uh, lacking of us. We are providers as males. And the needs of a woman is not just only finances or money, cash. There are other needs as well, very profound needs. He says a, a woman is much more happier if she's living in a modest environment, but the important thing is that her husband love her. It is better for her if they have than having an abundance and having conflict all the time. Sisters, are you in agreement? Amen. The Bible says this. It, it's better to have a table of vegetables where there's peace than, than to have a fatted calf. And when it talks about a, an ox where there's a, a calf or a or a uh, or cow. It, it doesn't say. It says where there's an ox. It's a male. You ha you'd have a lot of money. But there's this conflict. It's not going to work out. God wants us to live in peace. Have you seen where we sit down 
when we sit with our wives in harmony? He says, sometimes we don't say a word, but we just look at each other. Make cow eyes. Sheep eyes. <laughs> Have you ever experienced that? You just breathe inside. He says, you just, you know, give the, the low beams and the high beams. <laughs> You're happy? You're content? This is simple, what we're reading or what we have at home. But we love one another. God says, the word of God says, they never treated us bad. And he finishes by saying, they were a wall around us, a wall of protection. The man has to be, should be like that. What does your wife say about you? What do your children say about you? We have, uh, we've, we have 43 years of marriage, his wife and him. He, has, he hasn't had a problem with Naomi. No. No crisis in his home. His children. No problem with his kids. And here's my, here's my brother who can testify. Why? Just, we forget, we're not unconscious of the fact that God is watching us and God is with us. When Pastor Rob comes to our house and visits, we put up the guard. We speak kind to each other. We're kind to each other. How are my darling? Would you like to bring us some refreshments? Yes, uh, whatever you want, my darling. Wow. <laughs> Pastor Rob leaves the house. I told you, bring me that now. <laughs> when, when people are watching, we put up our guard. When they're not watching us, we bring down the guard. Pastor Rob's not here, but Christ is here. And then we have to be more careful. Are you in agreement? What does your wife say about you? He's a good man. Never treated me bad. He's provided for all my needs. He's been a, a wall around me. Nobody said amen. <laughs> I turn it around. How many wives are respectful towards their husbands? Uh, a godfather. A godfather came to visit his his other godfather. The, so he went to go see his his friend. The, and so when he knocked, so the the woman opened. Oh, compadre, good to see you. Come on in. It was cold. He want some water for some instant coffee. And the husband was watching the welcome that he received. Yeah, that he received. He said, I'll have some coffee. He pre prepared the water. He brought out a white tablecloth, sets it on the table. 
put the coffee, the sugar, creamer. He brought some fine crackers, cookies. He prepared his coffee. And the husband's watching. All of a sudden, when he went to go grab him, he spilled the coffee. Coffee all over the tablecloth. Oh, I am so sorry. Oh, don't worry about it. It's not a problem. So she cleaned it. He, he brought another table. She brought another tablecloth, put it out. And he put the cups and the cookies. Grab, take, take a cookie. Another cookie. Third cookie. And the husband's watching. The brother leaves. And the husband says to the wife, my, my darling, would you fix me a uh, water? You fix it yourself. <laughs> so he fixed his coffee and the, the spoon. He put it on the tablecloth. He says, look at that. You know, just because you don't wash that. So he grabs, a, he goes for a cookie and he eats it. He's second, a second cookie. And he takes, she takes him away. Are you going to devour all of them? Uh, the, the friend, he was treated very well. And the husband? How are you, ladies? I want to finish with this. Who among you? Have taken your wife uh, a bouquet of flowers this last month? How many have raised hands? None? <laughs> no more? Sisters? Have, 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 how many of you ladies have prepared the favorite dish of your husband? Uh, love never stops. If we want a good marriage, we have to do the first things that we did during the beginning. Why can't it be this way? I, I can't understand why it can't be that way. God wants us to be distinguished by his love because love never fails. That the only thing that, that uh, love laments is not, able, not being able to give even more love. I want to finish with this illustration that I once heard. There were a couple that were, that were in love with each other. They didn't have much money. And it was during the time of gifts. He had, she had very, very long hair, the gift of the Magi. He had a pocket watch that his ancestors had given to him. And so he thought to himself, what can I give my beloved? I'm going to buy her a, a comb for her, for her hair. And so she was thinking, what can I give my beloved for Christmas? A chain for his uh, watch, for his pocket watch. And so the woman cut her hair and sold the hair. And he bought the gold chain. And the man sold his watch. And so he bought her the combs. And so at night they look at each other. And when he saw her, she was kind of like bald. <laughs> but she was more beautiful than ever. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is, uh, God is here. 
So he spread his love abroad in our hearts. And so we don't have an excuse why not to love one another. If, if Jesus Christ is in here in our hearts, then we have the ability to love. We should love. And we should treat our wives adequately. And then, then we fulfill what he said, what Jesus said. You are my friends if you do my, obey my commandments. And he, he, his commandment is to love our wives and to love our children. Love our husband and our children. And so he's here today. So I'll ask you, what does your wife say about you? What does your, your husband say about you? What do your children say about you? Today we need, we, we need to get back on the right ground, or on the right road for the glory of God. This is a simple message. But God wants us to remember those days where we manifested the love in multiple ways. God wants to help us. Do you want the help? Amen. I need to renew this every day. It's been said the falling in love or love something that, that comes out spontaneously. But love is a, it's a uh, daily conquest. In a wedding, they, uh, they said to Jesus, they don't have any wine. It, it was all gone. And Jesus, he, he ordered that they, ordered th that they would fill the pots. And so he transformed that water into wine so that the, the party can continue. God wants your party to go on. He has better wine for you today. But Mary said, but Mary gave them the wise answer, you do whatever he says. And he says to us, love your wife, love your husband. And then he'll do it, and, and it'll be the best. You know, about, you know how much uh, uh, water would fill that, those jugs? The, the 40 to 60 liters. And there were six of them. 40? 240. But like a bottle of wine? No tiene que? It doesn't have 1,000 milliliters. Like 750 milliliters. About 300 bottles. Actually, I'm going to ask you, how much does a fine bottle of wine cost? I was with a Jew in Downey. He says, uh, he, he asked him, how much does a, a real good bottle of wine cost? He says, I, I've paid uh, $5,000 for a bottle of wine. He says, that's crazy. I, I Let's say $1,000. Let's, let's narrow it down. Conservative figures. 300 bottles uh, at $1,000 a pop. $300,000. And that's the first miracle Jesus performed so that the party could go on. God wants your party to go on in your home. Are you in agreement that he continues to party at your house?
we're going to talk nice to our women, and God's going to make create miracles in our homes. God bless you all. Well, let's pray. We'll ask God. I'm going to ask you. How is your gas tank? Are you full? Are you empty? God's here to fill your tank. And we're going to advance. Amen? Are you in agreement? God, I give you thanks. Because you're good, you're kind. You want that our lives reflect your love. Bless these people, Lord. You know every single one of them. You know our need this morning. Spread your, your good and permit, Lord, that our testimony will be such that ours can say the, the best about concerning us. Your blessing in every home, in every marriage, in every family. Please, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good word. Um, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. And you, you, this morning, you might be saying, I'm divorced. You, you may be saying, you know, how does this apply to me? I'm not married. You know, oh, today is the day of salvation. This message is true. And what the enemy would want to do is he would want to come in and bring condemnation. And what God wants to do is come and say, no, I want to bring you life, forgiveness, restoration, and a future. Whenever we hear a message that, that is, is, if it's too heavy on us, what we need to do is we say, Lord, what do you want me to do with this message? He would say, receive it in, in love. And understand that my grace is sufficient for you. Today's the day of salvation. Don't reject it. I, for any of those of you, this, this message hurts. It doesn't apply to me. Don't reject a message because of that. But say, God, in the past, maybe that was me. You might be sitting in here and say, the reason my marriage failed was because of that. Or that was my husband, that was me. But today is the day of salvation. So you say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for, for the, my past. Make me a creature, a person who loves today. Let's, let's even just pray that together. Heavenly Father, today we receive your word that you've called us to love, to be of good character, to be of a high caliber and a high standard. God, we thank you that there is forgiveness for every one of us who's had failings in our past. But God, today is the day of salvation, so we choose to ask forgiveness for our past and to embrace you for our future. God, whether anyone's in a relationship now, if they're married or not, God, I pray that you would turn our hearts to be those who would love, love others, love you. God, that we would be the same behind closed doors as well as out in public. God, we thank you for this convicting and challenging word. We thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love in our life. God, we can't do this apart from your love for us and you filling us with your Holy Spirit. God, cause us to be able to love supernaturally even when it seems impossible to love. God, we thank you that you live in us and you will walk with us each and every day. God, and I thank you for transformed 
lives. God, I pray that you would, God, we'd also pray that you would restore anything, any damage that maybe we have done in our own lives, maybe poor choices, children or, or marriages or relationships that maybe have been damaged because of not following you, God. We commit them to you and ask that you would be the Lord in their life also. God, that you would restore every lost person, every damaged person like only you can and cause us, Lord, to follow you and trust you that you are the Redeemer and that today is salvation. God, thank you for this great and challenging word today. Let it transform us. God, let us be convicted and challenged, spurred on to live for you and not condemned at all. We thank you for this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay.